this is CJ. I'd like to talk a little bit about what we did with Project Tempest this year, uh, what felt important and what's coming next. This is what I hope will become an annual check-in. It'll be available on the Project Tempest site at projecttempest.net in written form, spoken form, maybe even, even visual. We'll see. Part 1. What Project Tempest is about. At its heart, Project Tempest is about using stories to navigate a world going mad. And when I say madness, I mean that in a very deliberate, old-fashioned sense. Um, madness as territory that we as human beings move through sometimes. Not so much mental health as such, although that's very much part of this territory. But the Project Tempest lens on this is less medicalized, more subjective. Um, madness is a place that, for instance, medieval Europeans, ancient Greeks, H.P. Lovecraft, Shirley Jackson all knew well. And really this breaks down into three main aspects that make up Project Tempest. And the first is a haunted town at the edge of the world named Tempest Bay. And this is our story world, our paracosm, to coin a word that I learned about this year. And Tempest Bay is the setting for tales of darkness and light, Lovecraftian horror, folk rituals, weird, twisted families, all that. This is the bit that's most identifiable as fiction. And I, I love building it out. It's incredibly rewarding. The second part is the Project Tempest podcast, which is conversations with creators. And this is really... A group of incredibly generous, really interesting people from all around the world talking openly about what it means to make things. The professional challenges and opportunities, the personal struggles and inspirations, all of that. The third part, which kind of ties these two things together. So we've got our horror-driven story world and we've got our set of conversations. The third part of Project Tempest is the Tempest Files. And this is something that is put down roots this year and is only going to grow. And this is a trail of secrets and history, which eventually ties into some bigger philosophical beliefs about the nature of reality, deep time, human creativity, madness itself. This is the big, wide open stuff that's kind of the really big canvas on which the rest of Project Tempest exists. So that, in a nutshell, is the kind of space that we're really trying to look at and explore and unlock through Project Tempest, using stories to navigate a world going mad. Part two, what we did in 2022. So first off, the show itself, the Project Tempest podcast, it really grew and I think it found its audience. We had, again, an incredibly generous set of people come on. We had Nick Jones, Bonnie Harris-Lowe, Simon Pullman, Ed McRae, Jeff Gomez, Tara Lomax, all these people, some of whom know each other, some of whom will never meet from very different walks of life and parts of the creative industries. They were just really generous with their time and very honest and upfront and I always learn so much from these conversations. And from the mail we get, the messages we get, it feels like other people do as well. 
you have people who are early on in their creative journeys starting out in creative industries like the video game industry talking about what that means you have people who have done just about everything who are coming to new understandings and expressions of what the future might hold for people who want to make things you have really interesting legal and technical and deal-making ideas coming through it's all this stuff so the show really grew this year and there's a lot more coming and i'm incredibly proud of the audience that we're connecting with so thank you very much for listening we launched or relaunched the website which is project-tempest.net that's project-tempest.net this was an incredible project that Kieran in particular put a huge amount of effort into and really now when you go there it to me captures everything that we are trying to do it looks amazing it's this interesting beautiful ominous world in and of itself with all of these strands and trails of content it reads well it looks amazing I'm incredibly proud of the effort that went into making that site live that site now projecttempest.net is very much the basis for everything that we want to do over the next few years it's got a lot of stuff in it it contains all the bits of the podcast the stories the tempest files galleries inspirations commentary blog pieces everything i highly recommend you check it out if you're interested in project tempest at all so that was a, a really worthwhile project that came to fruition near the end of the year and has really set us up for the future we released a core news story called everything is all right in the end uh, spoiler everything is not all right in the end but this is the tale of a woman's lifelong relationship with a sentient bookstore and it covers in pretty short order it's, it's not long it covers a large chunk of the 20th century and it's strange and quite ominous and i think in places quite joyful and quite heartbreaking and i'll get pretty soon to why this was a challenging year for actually producing creative things but i really enjoyed making this story and again it's up on the website it's one of the strands of secret and narrative that we're going to be picking up more next year we pulled together the tempest files and the tempest files as i mentioned before on the surface it's the record of a female investigator who is trapped inside the town of tempest bay while there are storms and other things going on and every night she returns to this old gloomy mysterious second-hand bookstore that's locked up and she breaks in every night and she's exploring the archives and trying to untangle the mysteries and secrets and the things buried behind the walls and the floorboards of this town and what this is on the site the tempest files is a series of little moments of people from the last 180 years in this place characters faces voices from one particularly twisted family tree and other people and it's really their encounters with the territory of madness from very different angles 
You've got someone who was a mad bohemian artist in the 1880s. You've got someone who ran this secondhand bookstore all the way from the 30s through to the 50s. You've got all these little moments of encounter, and these are very rich. They're quite visual. There's not a lot of words. And The Tempest Files is a trail again that we will be following a lot in years to come. There's also behind the scenes of what we're doing. Um, there is an ongoing interest in turning aspects of Project Tempest into other um, other entertainment forms. And this is something that I can't really talk about a lot, but if you, we are looking at things like potentially TV and movies. These things always move at very strange, slow pace, and there's a lot of stops and starts. But just in general, we're, we are not just building um, this world on its own terms. There is very much a desire to create things in other media, and we've been working on this for quite a while. And if things go well, I would love to have some announcements to make in 2023. But that is a long, strange, distended process. And so right now, just know in general, uh, the idea of love meets Lovecraft on the shores of the Great Southern Ocean is very much something that we're trying to get out there. Part three, what felt important to me this year? So alongside the things that we put out as part of Project Tempest, there have been some enormous changes this year, um, both personally and I think in the world at large. Um, one of the biggest things that happened was I got quite sick just after the middle of the year with COVID. I had had COVID previously, but it had really not affected me. And this time I really got the whammy. And the timing of this was interesting because soon after I got sick, we were going to Tokyo. I haven't been outside of New Zealand in over three years. And we were very, very much looking forward to breaking that spell by going to Japan. But not that long before we're supposed to be getting on the plane, the real deal COVID hits and we're sitting around the house feeling like grim death. That was a very interesting time. So we went from being quite sick to then recovering and going to Tokyo and spending a month, an entire month, as our first break from um, New Zealand in over three years, a month in what is still probably my favorite large city on the planet. And this was quite an experience for me simply because it was like waking up from the pandemic we walked and we enjoyed life and we explored and we met people and we did all the things that you are supposed to do ideally that you can do in a big interesting city and after New Zealand being in lockdown for significant parts of the pandemic and being stuck here and I think obviously getting into a rut this whole period of getting quite sick and then going overseas and almost waking up again was really quite a change moment for me and I really feel coming out of it that 
I've ultimately gotten a lot of energy back. One of the biggest challenges over the past couple of years has simply been finding the energy to put into the things that I love doing. And I'm, even though it was not pleasant catching COVID at a particularly stressful moment, I'm extraordinarily glad overall for the process that it means that I actually feel now like that part of the pandemic story is over for me and I'm ready to get out there and do stuff again. So that's been amazing. The second big thing that felt important to me this year and it hit near the end was AI, artificial intelligence. Now this is two big strands of this affected me during the year. I've, I've followed developments in AI for several years that they're very interesting to me as a, as a creator. But obviously during the year, the image generators like Midjourney and Dali, Stable Diffusion, side of ones, they started coming out, making huge impact and really evolving very quickly. So this has enabled us as part of Project Tempest to generate a lot more imagery, which helps enormously. There is a minefield and a very difficult trail of questions around this. Um, we work with concept artists, human concept artists. We have a very particular vision for what Tempest Bay looks and feels like. There are ethical and moral and unresolved issues that people are only just getting into on exactly how those AI generators are trained as models, um, what this means for working with human artists, what this means for everyone. So there is a lot to unpack there, but one effect of this has been for us that there's been a huge productivity increase in the style and amount of imagery that we can connect with Project Tempest. And we're going about it in ways that I hope are the right ways. But this has been quite a shift. The second part of that, closely related, was that language AI tools towards the end of the year uh, took a huge public leap. There have been whispers and rumors of much better language models emerging for probably about two years now. But ChatGPT, which is, I believe, based on GPT 3.5, emerged near the end of the year. Another interesting tool, OpenAI's Whisper, which is very good audio transcription. We're, we're hopefully using it to transcribe my voice right now. These tools emerged and they are a jump in what computers can do in terms of both working with human speech and starting to generate human language and certainly as a professional creator 2023 is very much going to involve working across this whole range of ai tools understanding their practical implications and figuring out okay what do we do with this and my sus my suspicion is that there's going to be a combination of as i said massively increased productivity if I can sit and talk and work with AI assistance to increase my output, that's fantastic. At the same time, we are in for, frankly, a shitstorm of unresolved moral, ethical, technological employment issues that I think are very real 
there have been multiple times when new technologies like virtual reality uh, or blockchain or artificial intelligence have been overhyped early and then haven't panned out as promised. AI has had this happen about five times, but I actually genuinely think that these tools are going to evolve so fast over the next maybe 12 to 18 months that there is going to be a real change in the whole landscape of how we make things. And obviously, if we get to the next edition of this at the end of 2023, I can see whether I was in the right direction on that or if I was completely off. So that was the other thing that felt really important to me this year, along with the whole cycle of getting sick, going to Tokyo and ultimately regaining a lot of my creative energy. AI is the big thing in the professional creative world that I think is a big change. Part four, what's next in 2023 for Project Tempest? We have a lot planned and I'm enormously excited to having set all the foundations in place now. Uh, philosophically, creatively, technically, we have the website, we have all of the basic stuff. I'm really excited to now explode this outwards. So core things we're looking at. We are looking at uh, doing a lot more audio. Uh, audio stories, audio books, uh, potentially a lot more sort of audio blog pieces or opinion pieces as well. It's a much more natural medium, both for me to work in and I think for people to consume. Uh, I'd, it's very hard to tell how much people do read anymore, but certainly there is a shift towards uh, if we can have human voices connecting with, with each other, that is enormously helpful. So there are many audio things in the offering. The second thing we are looking at to move Project Tempest towards is interactive experiences. Now, some of you who've been following for a while may know that this has been something we've been working on for a while. It is quite similar to some of the um, TV movie stuff in that it's kind of three steps forward, two steps back. But we have some specific, small, but I think quite cool interactive experiences that we're hoping to bring more into the world um, next year. Uh, more conversations. And this is the ongoing episodes of the podcast. We already have some very interesting conversations and guests lined up. Uh, there is probably going to be quite a focus, I suspect, on what is happening with AI and creativity because we're talking with people who are right in the thick of this. This is not, you know, theoretical sci-fi discussions. It's this thing I did on Tuesday was deeply affected because of this tool or this implication. I'm really looking forward, as always, to a new series of conversations with creators, um, the struggles, the inspirations. Um, it's probably on a, just a raw emotional level. The podcast conversations are probably the single thing I enjoy the most about Project Tempest. And lastly, in terms of what we're aiming next for in 2023, along with more content, more stories, more interactives, more conversations, You'll see, I think, more of the the core beliefs and the worldview that's behind all of this emerging. And again, on the new site, the Project Tempest files are the start of that, but there is more to come. There are some pretty, what I think of as quite deep roots to Project Tempest. And I'm quite serious when I talk about the idea of navigating a world going mad, to me, I think is one of the core journeys that almost every human on earth is going to have to take 
at some point in the coming years. And we're just off in our little corner doing our little thing with awesome um, folk horror, HP Lovecraft, New Zealand small towny stuff. But I do feel that there are links there. And I think that's hopefully going to emerge more clearly. It's one of the things people ask about the most when they um, talk and write and get in touch about Project Emphasis. There is something here. What is it? And that should hopefully become clearer in 2023. So those are the goals for 2023. Audio, interactive experiences, more conversations of all kinds, and the bigger picture emerging. And that's pretty much me for this update. Um, it's overall been a very strange 2022, but I'm incredibly proud of all the stuff that we got out. It's more than I looked than I thought. Then I looked back at it all. I was like, wow, we did a lot. I highly encourage you to go look at the website. I'm just incredibly proud of what that's become and all of the work that Kieran did on it. I'm incredibly grateful for Priya as well, who works mostly on the podcast. So really, this is just a, it's been a long, weird, but quite amazing year. There's much more to come. Thank you everyone who's a part of Project Tempest, Karen and Priya, but everyone also who, who talks, who listens, who joins in, all of you who throughout this quite mad saga uh, have shown such generosity to what we're doing. So thank you very much and we'll hopefully talk soon. Tempest Bay wouldn't be possible without the amazing support of everyone involved, including you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and consider leaving a review. This helps us out a lot. For more, please go to projecttempest.net for access to the videos, art, podcast, award-winning stories, and much more. That's projecttempest.net. See you next time in Tempest Bay.